0: Came out busting, came out puffin', came out fuckin' on your cousin. I do all these flusis, blusis, then they daddy, but you never, you in trouble. Be fucking with the beast like Muhammad Ali. Dipper. Cut that shit, cut that shit Yo, 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 yo I'm back with some Stray News That's why we gonna call it We gonna call it Stray News Because I ain't really got no motherfucking um. I ain't really got no um Real title So I ain't got no real main topic It's just a plethora of different topics That's going on in basketball And Urban music or whatever the case may be But it's mostly gonna be basketball talk I believe little bit of sprinkles of music up in that bitch though Oh man, do y'all remember Kevin Love? <laughs> oh man, I know y'all want to forget him. I want to know I know y'all want to forget forget him, especially you LeBron James fanboys, right? But um he was big, but he was big in that um, you know, that 2016 finals, man, with the defense Three point shooting. He was not necessarily known for three po- for defense, but hey, I recall this man scoring 38 and a half and a half as a cat- Cavalier. Kevin Love turned back the clock last night. Made you remember that Timberwolves, he, he, that Timberwolves Kevin Love came back. I was watching that game yesterday. Kevin Love is finally 100% healthy. That's another thing, another factor that you guys have to worry about. I'm currently right now watching Phoenix play Portland. This is a very good game. I'm going to definitely watch. I just got through watching the uh, overtime thriller in um, Toronto uh, versus the uh, Brooklyn Nets. We'll get to that momentarily. But back to Kevin Love, though. Love is back. If we look at his last few games, these are interesting. I mean, this man has had a 22-point game, a 15-point game, an 18-point game. And last night, he had 23 points in 24 minutes and 9 rebounds. Those are normal Kevin Love numbers, man. Those are like an older version of Kevin Love numbers. I'm not saying that he's a top 50 player. I uh, recently updated my uh, top 50 list, but I'm not going to give you all that until the all-star break. You know, I, I, I'm i just... uh. Yeah, it's a revision that I just worked on, y'all. And, um, man, I wish y'all could see it. (laughs) But, oh, no, my brother, you have to get your own. But shout-out to Kevin Love, man. And shout-out to the Cavaliers. They're doing this shit, man. It only took them, let's see, the last time they was Contenders. That was, like, 2018. only took them three years to rebuild. That's not bad. And it was that was the shorter amount of time that it took before LeBron came back to the Cavs. Uh, what's their record? Just go on my Clutch Points app and look. Cavs are seventeen and twelve. They are currently fourth in the Eastern Conference. My goodness. And that's because they're running this tall squad thing here. They got a bunch of big men. You got Lori Markkinen, who's 6'11". You got Evan Mobley, who's like 7 feet tall. You got Taco Fall, who is 7'5". You got Jared Allen, that is 7 feet, 6'11". You got Kevin Love, who is 6'10". So and i did not expect this i had cleveland as one of the worst teams in the league and the killer part about all this is they're doing this without colin sexton which is arguably the best player on their team you only wonder like could colin sexton if the cavaliers keep this up could sexton come back and play in the playoffs he allegedly is supposed to be out for the season But wow, the Cavaliers have come out here and said, no LeBron, no problem. Wait, 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 what's the Lakers record? It, don't tell me that the Cavaliers record is better than the Lakers record. Don't tell me that. The Lakers are 15-13, and 13, the Cavs are 17-12. You have been telling me the Cleveland Cavaliers got a better record than the Los Angeles Lakers right now. I'm dead. This is wonderful news shit. I might go ahead and buy me a Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, or Kevin Love jersey now. (laughs) Anyway, Steph Curry. Steph motherfucking Curry has broken the record for three-pointers made in the regular season. And, um, it was was only a matter of time before he did that shit. Uh, Steph Curry has has broken his own record for three-pointers made in a season already multiple times. So it was only a matter of time before the three-point record was broken. And Ray Allen, Steph's parents. Ooh-wee, DeAndre Ayton just threw a nasty one down. Yafet Kodo. Y'all know who Yafet Koto is. That's before y'all time. Before my time, but still. Look him up. Do a side-by-side of Yafet Koto and DeAndre Ayton. You'll understand. But um, Stephen Curry did this against the New York Knicks. Steph's parents was in the building. Ray Allen was in the building. Reggie Miller was in the building. Those are two guys that he passed along the way to breaking that record. As multiple teammates congratulated him. And it's just a great moment. I mean, Stephen Curry officially has earned the um, best shooter of all time, Moniker, even though he already owned it anyway. But with a fourth championship, Stephen Curry could crack that top ten and could knock certain people, I'm not going to name any names, out of there. Anyway, multiple players have been missing games because of the COVID virus. Honestly, bro, I don't believe that they really have COVID. And none of these players have had, out, outside of LeBron James, have had multiple COVID tests because the COVID test got it wrong on Braun, where he had COVID for only two days. And normally it takes 14 days to fully recover from the virus, so... This is why I don't really believe like, that the government nor the world know the capabilities of this COVID or whatever it is. I think that those players have colds. That's why they have been missing so many games. It's not that I don't believe that there's a COVID variant, virus, whatever the fuck, right? It's not that I don't believe in it. It's just that... Something's just not right That all these players are getting The virus Because you remember before When it first broke out You know what I'm saying It was like a state of emergency Now it's just like a regular thing Like brushing your teeth But honestly bro It's flu season man It's flu season And I don't think those COVID machines are accurate I'm going to just keep it a buck with you. When I had COVID, I went and got two, three different tests done. And they all said I had it. And so that meant I had it. A lot of these motherfuckers, I bet, going off of just one test. I don't think they testing these players more than once. Except LeBron James. And um, nine bulls are out with the virus. Or the alleged virus, as I like to call it. Or should I say, it's flu season. Nine Bulls are gone. So, the Bulls postponed their games against the Raptors. And tonight's game against the Pistons. The first two games to ever be postponed this season. I mean, Giannis Antipo Negro... Had the COVID, had to sit out tonight. Um, James Harden had to miss tonight's game due to safety and protocols. And I put that in heavy quotation marks. So a lot of big names are missing games. Um, A report out of Portland is saying that they are looking to get into the... uh, DeMontis Sabonis sweepstakes They decided to take my advice (laughs) Because I had said That if they couldn't get Siakam Or Carl Anthony Towns That they should Pursue Sabonis because Sabonis is cheaper Than um, Sabonis is a lot cheaper Than a Carl Anthony Towns Pascal Siakam And they have the contracts to um, match a potential Sabonis deal. And they have the assets. I don't know if they have the picks. I have to look into that. But um, the Blazers have made uh, Robert Covington and Joseph Nurkic available in all trade talks. And I believe that in order for Portland to upgrade and to really um, be taken serious in the Western Conference... They have to make moves. They have to take risks. Damian Lillard already made it clear that he is not going nowhere. And the Blazers have not made him available in um, trade talks. And so um, I see him talking to the GM right now. Like the interim uh, general manager, like, nigga, give me some help help <laughs> sound like that nigga in new orleans what's my man name uh who was uh during that hurricane katrina shit need some help down here god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah nerkins and covington that could be the start of something Indiana's just looking to take expiring contracts at this point. They don't give a fuck anymore. They gave up on their team and have made T.J. Warren or uh, DeMontis Abonis, Karis Levert and, and, and T.J. Warren all available. Um, I heard that Russ Russell Westbrook from sources that Yes, this ain't the fake Chris Broussard sources. This ain't that fake shit that Chris Broussard be talking about that I'm going to get exposed for later. You can look this up. You can Google it, right? Um, Russell Westbrook is officially on the trading block now. Wow. I mean, the Lakers have expressed interest in Ben Simmons, and the only person whose contract can match that is Westbrook I mean Anthony Davis for Ben Simmons wouldn't make any sense because Westbrook doesn't have a good three-point shot and Ben Simmons refuses to shoot so you got two liabilities out there at the same time and that will require one or the other to come off the bench and we both know that that's not gonna happen But honestly, I think the Lakers should look into trading AD and Westbrook, in my opinion. Like I've been saying. Because there are so many assets and future players that they can get for for those two. But they don't hear me, though. And I heard another player that the Lakers are chasing... And that's Jeremy Grant. I see after Jeremy Grant busted that ass in that regular season game. Got off in y'all, bitch-ass niggas. Now y'all want him. It's just desperate at this point. And the Lakers are a sad, disappointing, piece-of-shit excuse for a basketball team. Because I can understand you struggling to get chemistry. That's fine. But these niggas are losing gimme games. I've been consistent with this. But the Pistons seem to be listening, building calls for Jeremy Grant. Because you got to think about it. They did give him $30 million. I mean, they have that off the books. But the problem is, okay, you're not going to sign any free agents. So are you going to use this money to possibly, uh, in the future, sign Cunningham or to a big contract one day because he's breaking out earlier than expected this season. And the Pistons feel comfortable with handing the keys to this kid. And I don't blame him because he is a superior talent. And a lot of people doubted them, doubting him. And now they're starting to apologize and get down on their knees and suck that glass dick like the hating-ass bitches they were. And I got, you know, banned from Twitter for saying that cap-ass, bitch-ass, ho ass shit. Yeah, I got, you know, a seven-day ban from Twitter for saying that that's that hoe-ass, bitch-ass, ha- hating shit that they doing the cade is over with. I didn't even call a nigga a hoe-ass, bitch-ass nigga nothing. I ain't even offend anybody. But that's some funny shit. But I guess the Pistons are listening to trade offers, not necessarily making a move. Um, James Wiseman and, and Clay Thompson are back in the G League, still rehabbing. And they've developed a bond, you know what I'm saying? And Wiseman is getting a lot of pointers from, um, from Clay as we speak. Um, let's move on to Bow Wow. Bow Wow is currently um pressing BET to honor him. And you know, usually I make Bow Wow jokes or I say that this nigga is wanting attention, but I looked at it on the surface of this. Bow Wow low key has kept BET alive. Like when the millennium hit and Bow Wow came out, Think it was Mr. 106th and Park even ended up hosting 106th and Park and then he you know you know with the help of Bow Wow 106th and Park got the younger fan bases like the kids from I don't know from five years old to like teenagers you know Bow Wow was probably responsible for For about 65% of BET's viewership From at least the years of 2000 To 2006, 2007 That nigga was the man on that network Now you know Bow Wow coming out And asking about it Sounds a little bit desperate But that's the only problem I have with that I don't have a problem with Bow Wow being honored Like this kid has a, a shit ton of hits. I mean, why wouldn't you? Just saying. Uh, the Tory and uh, the Tory uh, Lanes and Megan the Stallion case has begun underway. As Tory Lanes and Megan, you know, finally get their uh, their the day in court, you know, to testify and go on both sides and all that other crap. Some interesting things about the case that have come out. You know, there's this report talking about a cop saying that Tori told Megan to dance, bitch, before shooting in the butt. I remember this report. I mean, Tori admitted that he was intoxicated. I mean, they all were drunk. They just left the party. And they had a driver. Slash bodyguard, and it was Megan, Tory, and Kelsey in the car. I'm just saying, dude. I mean, Tory Lanes was seen. In court, yelling at a detective. I mean, Megan Thee Stallion basically said that Tory Lane shot her in her feet. Now, I have done shows about this, you know, and I believed Megan at one point because i mean she sounded convincing she sounded you know but then again we didn't hear Tory Lane's side of the story and then you know my initial thoughts about her when she initially got shot are my thoughts now versus you know it's not that i don't believe Megan i just believe that these guys were drunk And they were having an argument. I truly believe that Tory Lanez was sleeping with Megan and her best friend and possibly Kylie Jenner, maybe. Or maybe not quite sleeping with Kylie Jenner, but definitely flirting while him him and Megan were allegedly in some sort of a relationship. They were definitely fucking around, for sure. And they were trying to disguise it as a relationship. And I think that her and Kelsey found out that they were fucking around with each other. There was a fight, yelling, alcohol's involved, and then there was a gun. And I think that Megan was accidentally shot in her feet. And I mean Tory Lanez apologized to her about the situation going down, but never really admitted to shooting her. So this is just an all-out mess. They're due back in court. And on January 13th, I mean, if convicted, Tory can spend 22 years and eight months in state prison, technically 23 years. My goodness. There has been reports that Kyrie Irving is coming back. Now, there is this plant based version of the vaccine that Kyrie would be willing to agree to. He just has to do a little bit more research on it. And if Kyrie comes back to Brooklyn, shit, you can wrap this shit up. <laughs> the jello is jiggling, the eggs are cooling. You can wrap this shit up in a boat. Because the only team that's a threat to him is really Golden State. And I think Brooklyn could beat Golden State in a seven game series with Kyrie Harden and Kevin Durant along with the role players which we'll get into a little bit later when we discuss the Nets and Raptors game. Ross Rick Ross says that he will release Meek Mill out of his contract because Meek Mill has been disgruntled at Maybach Music Group even accusing Ross of Not paying them. Ross of... Not accusing them... Of, you know... So... Ross... You know, out of respect for Meek's demand to leave We'll release him out of his contract I mean, Rick Ross has been real as fuck with Meek Mill The entire time that he's been on Back Music Gave him an opportunity This nigga was dirty looking before Rick Ross cleaned him up Now you want to bite the hand that feeds you Now you want out of your contract Now I can understand, like Fulfill your contract first. Then express your thoughts to leave. Don't lie and say, I haven't been paid. I don't know how much I made and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. There was a rumor out there that the Dallas Mavericks were interested in trading for Kyrie Irving. But Mark Cuban came out and denied the report. Well, Mark, you may be the owner, but you don't know everything that's been discussed, though. Maybe Brooklyn could have caught one of your guys that you just didn't know it. Um, Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent have teamed up to release a TV series documenting Snoop Dogg's years During the case of murder that he, you know, initially was charged with murder in 1993 of a, of the murder of a gang member. When basically it was his bodyguard protecting Snoop Dogg, which is his artist. Because the guy reached for the gun, you know, and then the case took two and a half years to get underway. And then finally... You know, he was acquitted of murder in 1996. Now, 50 Cent is developing a series on stars. That's going to be really exciting because I remember that time when I was young, just watching Snoop Dogg go in and out of court and then him getting acquitted, then him doing murder was the case. It It was a crazy time to be alive. Uh, Last but not least, um, well, it's not last but not least, but um, one of the last but not least, um, the Boston Celtics discussed that it's a possibility that they were going to get rid of either Brown or Tatum because things have not been working out in Boston, and Boston has had a slow start. Let me check and look and see what their record is. The Celtics' record is 14 and 14, but they have been dealing with the injury of Brown. Brown hasn't been healthy all, uh, you know. He's been up and down injury wise. He just returned to the lineup, but my thing is, I don't think that MA Udoka is using these guys correctly yet. But then again, this is this man's first season there. He's still trying to learn his players' strengths and weaknesses. So you can't. I can't necessarily blame Udoka 100%. I understood he went through a training camp, but come on. It takes a couple of years to really get to know what your players can do and what they can't do and what system to run. But me personally, I'd run my system through Brown and Tatum, let Brown and Tatum, you know, control the ball, control the pace and and, and shit like that, and let the other guys stand out there and shoot threes. I would honestly play Peyton Pritchard and Aaron Neesmith more time than I would play Marcus Smart and the other role players because knocking down open shots should be the system to where Tatum and Brown would draw double teams and kick it out to open players, which would open up the offense which would also open up uh, Robert Williams III, who I love, by the way, who's been dunking on everybody and they mama this year, to get open alley-oops. Then Boston doesn't really have much of a bench outside of Dennis Schroeder. So there are a lot of things that need to be addressed But last but not least, let's get into uh, the game that I watched tonight, the Raptors versus the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Let's get it on. Because this was an exciting game that went to overtime. Golden State ended up beating New York 105-96. to Shout out to Steph Curry for breaking the record. Currently, beating leads Portland 34-23. to um, Portland had missed 10 out of their last 11 shots. They definitely um, need to contact Sacramento about Buddy Hill. Because that's another guy that can help him Then obviously they miss CJ But let's get to it As the Brooklyn Nets The short handed Brooklyn Nets Beat The Toronto Raptors in overtime Toronto ain't no slouch though They're not no weak ass niggas Ain't no cakewalks man Don't let their 13 and 15 record fool you. There's some fighting ass niggas. Kevin Durant definitely led the way, even though he didn't shoot well in the second half. But Toronto had four niggas in double figures. Let me tell you something, man. Scotty Barnes is probably going to win rookie of the year. If Kate Cunningham, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's gonna be between Kay Cunningham and Scott Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Because this dude had 23 and 12 and 5 tonight. Scotty Barnes is what Draymond Green should have been. Pascal Siakam, 25 points. Gary Trent Jr. 25 points. Fred Van Vliet, 31 points. My God. And nine assists to go with that. Yeah, Fred VanVleet is balling this year. Mm -hmm. Move on to the Nets. The Nets had, despite only playing eight players, right? Basically, let me tell you who was missing, right, for the Nets tonight. And they still beat Toronto. James Harden was missing. LaMarcus Aldridge was was missing. Paul Millsap was missing. DeAndre Bembry was missing. Bruce Brown was missing. Javon Carter was missing. Okay. That's damn near their whole goddamn... Joe Harris was missing. So that's seven, eight players from the Nets. And COVID protocol. Nick Claxton got his first start in a long time. So it was eight, it was six niggas in double figures. That was pretty good. Kessler Edwards. Never heard of this guy ever in my life. But off the bench, this man shot seven of 12 from the field, three of six from three, scored 17 points, and had 10 rebounds tonight. Patty Mills. Big pickup in the offseason had 30 tonight to help Kevin Durant, who had 34 points, 11 assists, and 13 rebounds. A triple double, y'all. And Kevin Durant was out there looking like the big bro, rallying his teammates. Even fake Griffin had 13 points, a career high. (laughs) David Duke Jr. got his first start. I think he's a rookie. He had 10 points and 13 rebounds himself. Cam Thomas did not have a good night tonight, man. I, I had high hopes for my boy to go out there and show out. He only shot two of 10. De'Ron Sharp, the rookie that they that they picked up, he had seven points and seven rebounds. So it was just a, a all-out effort from the big eight from Brooklyn. But anyway that's my show um, I want to thank you for checking out Stray News from King No Uncensored Most controversial, most hottest opinion In the streets And I'm out